Welcome to the FNO InsureTech Podcast, a place where movers and shakers from all points within the insurance ecosystem gather and discuss all things InsureTech. We talk about how technology and innovation are affecting and driving change in the industry. Here are your hosts, Lee Boyd and Rob Beller. Hey, podcast world. Welcome to a, another extraordinary. Yep, I said enormous, it. Enormous. Enormous. Uh-huh. Anything with an E mm-hmm. episode of FNO InsureTech. Yes, it's us once again. We're back. We're back. Calm down. It's okay. We're okay. Yeah. And we're here with another wonderful episode of our favorite podcast, FNO InsureTech. How exciting. We've been struggling lately, haven't we, Lee? A little bit. We have. We, we uh-huh. have. But, you know, we, we're on a pretty good run of uh, new episodes. We are. We are. We Full transparency. Our audience means everything to us. So full transparency. So we're three and a half years old. We've been doing this, right? Yeah. And we love it. And we're, you know, completely committed to it. And during that time, we've had a global pandemic. We've <laughs> had the sale of a business. Yeah. We've had illnesses and all kinds of normal things that happen in life, both for the good and the bad. And right. so we come along to like, I don't know, what was it, Alicia, late last year, maybe? And we would always joke that we had more guests than we had time to get them all on. Right. And all of a sudden, it was kind of hard to find guests, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wanted to work around Christmas. No, nobody wanted to be on the podcast anymore. And it was uh, a very sad moment. But our intrepid producers, yeah, Aldrin Moya and Alicia Moss, got busy. They got and, to work. And more. more. Not only did they get us booked up, but they got us booked up with so many great podcasts and episodes that, oh my God, you our loyal audiences are going to be thrilled over the next many months with all the great names and great companies that we have coming. Isn't I mean, that right, huge Alicia? Ones. Huge ones. Like huge. Big, big names. Huge. We what can't letter? tell you who. We can't tell you who. What, no, big. no, that would spoil it. Mm-hmm. We want them to come home every Friday, all excited, like uh-huh. our one groupie does. Yeah. Sit down, pour a glass uh-huh. of wine. Uh-huh. Pull up uh-huh. FNO Insured Tech. Uh-huh. Put your feet up. Feet up, yeah. Kick off the shoes. Uh-huh. And press Have play. Listen. Have a listen. On your FNO Insured Tech episode of the week. Yeah. That's for you, Astrid. This one's for you, Astrid. Isn't that right? That's right. So we have with us today the first of all these great episodes I'm talking about. Today's the first one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Plus the ones that we just did last week. We also love you, guest. So... We were at InsureTech Connect last fall, and there were many of the great InsureTech companies were there, many Mm -hmm. who have been on our little Yahoo podcast that we we run and pretend it's not a Yahoo podcast, but it is. You you keep telling us that, so we believe it. Am I wrong? No. Okay. So there you have it. So anyway... um, and one of those extraordinary companies who's been on our podcast before that was at InsureTech Connect was none other than Hover. Yep. Tell us a little about Hover, Lee. Hover, I mean, for those of you who have lived under a rock 
for, you know, the past three or four years. Hover is this insurer tech out there that's changing the way insurance claims are settled using your mobile phone to obtain measurements and 3D images of homes and originally started off kind of as a, as a product that was a standalone product and over the years has integrated into some of the most important insurance systems out there. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to get to talk about how Hover is taking it to the next level and integrating with even more major players. Including uh, our friends at ExactWare, yeah, no, no longer known as ExactWare, now known as Verisk. Yeah. And our friends, Mike Fulton, et cetera, and the people at Hover were able to create an agreement to integrate Hover with Exact, which is for those of us in the claims industry, huge. And for those huge. of us in property claims, huge. Yeah, it's huge. And once we saw that and we heard about it, we knew that we had to have them back on the podcast to talk about that and all things Hover. We have Matt Lewis, who's the COO of Hover and ran the sales org at, at Hover, and Ben Abbott, who is the product manager for insurance at Hover. And so these two guys are uh, gracious enough to be with us today. And I think you're going to love this episode. I agree. I think it's a great one. Okay. So without further ado, let's get to our episode with Matt Lewis, COO, and Ben Abbott, product manager from Hover. Hey, everybody. We are here in our continuing effort to bring you the best the brightest, the cutting edgiest of all things insurtechiest. <laughs> That's true. And so today we have with us not one, but two guests from, without question, one of the darlings of the insurtech world, Hover. Yep. Yep. We've had Hover on before, and they've had a lot of interesting news over the past several months. And so we wanted to have them on again to to get caught up. And so we found two new um, participants. I, participants is a good yeah. word. Yeah. I, another word came to my mind, but we'll, we won't use that one. Yeah, we'll scratch and that. And to be on with a couple of yahoos to talk about Hover. And so we have with us today two gentlemen from the company. We have Matt Lewis who's the COO of Hover, has been with Hover for for some time. And we also have with us from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Ben Abbott, who's the staff product manager at Hover. Welcome to our little podcast, gentlemen. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Great to be here. Great to be here. Matt, I'm cheating a little bit, but where are you today? I'm in San Francisco, sunny San Francisco. Home of Hover. Home of Hover. Home of Hover. And we already know, Ben, you are in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. True. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So are you in the Hover office in Milwaukee, Wisconsin? I'm in my Hover office in Milwaukee. Any home Wisconsin. office. Yeah. We've had AJ Altman on before. So we've had the CEO on before and we've talked a lot about vision and things and the origin story and all that. So the origin story has kind of already been covered and is and is well known, but we'll skip forward to kind of where we are today. So Matt, we'll ask you the question first. Tell us a little bit about Hover, what Hover is today, you know, a little bit about the company. Well, thanks again for having us on. Really, really excited and grateful to be here today. I think at the core of it, Hover is uh, a computer vision company that allows you to take photos of a property with your mobile phone 
and we generate 3D structured data of the exterior of the house. When I say 3D structured data, I mean measurements in every line type and substrate on the property and the computer vision, we actually understand the material types. And what that allows you to do is help people see what the project will look like in the future. So we have an interactive 3D model that you can use to sort of show someone who's in the process of improving their home, what their house might look like when the project's done. And the data, the 3D structured data also allows us to help people understand what a home improvement project would cost. So because we have the measurements of the property, it's simple arithmetic to apply material costs to that to understand the, the, the cost of the project. So we actually have two of our main customer sets are people that work in exterior home improvement on the professional side, and then obviously people that work in property insurance on the adjusting side. On the home improvement side, you might be talking about helping a homeowner see what the possibilities the project could look like. We actually have also ingested a lot of the product catalogs of the major distributors um, in the space, and we understand the pricing of the products, so we can actually help that contractor professional show a homeowner what the project will cost and why. It's a really important thing. If you've ever gone through the home improvement process, oftentimes you'll get pretty wide ranges of you know quotes. Sure. And sure. we're trying to bring a level of transparency to this that ultimately helps. I think another really important question homeowners are asking, you know, obviously what will it look like, how much does it cost and why? And then also, can I trust this person? Yeah. So on the home improvement side, I think we're really enabling that. We actually do now the end-to-end process there where we're taking an order and placing it right into the distributor so they can click a button and orders now, which is a huge time saver and efficiency saver for their business. Yeah, that's huge. If you think about home improvement though, a big chunk of those projects are done because the house has been damaged, right? That's why we're we're here today. Adjuster will will work on the project to understand what was the damage, how do I assess this? And in that case, we're not actually doing the estimate. We're taking our data and working with world-class sort of players in this space and the estimation education space for adjudication space for insurance and we're helping them get to the cost right so it's structured data now flowing into an estimator on the insurance side to understand what the cost of the project is sort of up leveling for us though like where are we going with all of this you know obviously we work with home improvement professionals insurance carriers and the property insurance side we work with uh, architects people in the appraisal space uh, anywhere where you can imagine this sort of 3D structured digital twin of a property could be used to sort of visualize possibilities or understand the cost of something. But we'd like it to be over time such that we have all of this 3D structured data for every property in the U.S., if not the world, in our database so that you as a homeowner could come to Hover and use that structured data, 3D representation of your house to render services to it, to explore possibilities, design possibilities. You, you could log mm-hmm. in, put your address mm-hmm. in, there's your house, it's there. Mm-hmm. And you could maybe facilitate initial conversations with a lot more transparency with a home improvement professional, or even our data could help you evaluate insurance policies or mortgages, things of that nature. So that's a little bit of the longer term view, you know, five years out from now where we would love this to all go, building experiences and, and value for different people in the professional space that would need to use 3D structured data to do their job better building software to help them do that, and then ultimately building out a data set such that we can help even homeowners in the process as well. Start start with Hover. So you can give somebody, if I'm understanding correctly, you can give somebody like on a home improvement, right? They want to change the siding of their house, yes. say. I mean, whatever the task may be or the product. And you can you can say to them, 
this is how much product you'll need to do it. And this is what, uh, this is an estimate of the cost. That's right. That's so right. you don't need an estimating platform, if you will, to, in order to do that. Is that correct? On the home improvement side, that's correct. Obviously uh -huh. with insurance, there's a lot of nuances it's, to how that works and that's not sure. what we're doing today, but on the home improvement side, yes, that's correct. Uh -huh. That's fascinating. Yeah, we can, we can show them a lot of these, you know, systems, if you buy a roof or, you know, siding, you, you, your listeners will know this. There's a lot of like things that are attached to that, right? So distributors actually have templates they provide that kind of give you, if it's this much shingles, this is how much underlayment, how many nails, et cetera. There's some customization that the contractors typically want to use, but we'll figure out how to account for that in their flow. And then ultimately for them, it's helping them with the homeowner because they're not giving them a napkin with a $25,000 quote out there, <laughs> right. showing them something that looks right. professional and, and uh. is broken out by a line item. How is the uh, current economy with inflation and, and changes and, you know, getting materials in time? How is that affecting you? Is that, is, has that been tough to, to deal with on the, on the renovation side? It hasn't impacted us as much other than this macro trends around. It's been hard, I think, for the professionals in the space to do their right. job, right? They're waiting. So a lot of them have, I would say, pulled back a little bit, but it's, it's hard to be aggressive when you know you're going to be looking at you know, three to four month wait times on materials in terms of going out and driving new business. Right. And right. our business is fueled by them generating 3d data. So in that sense, you know, there's an impact, but it's been tough to watch our, our professionals. You know, we can see now when they've gone out on project and they are looking to improve a home then they place an order, how long it actually takes for that to get shipped out. Mm -hmm. And it can be months at a time. So mm -hmm. I think they're really trying to figure out how to adjust this and, you know, using technology like our platform to help them at least get the right, most accurate order in early as fast as possible. Yeah, because that is the key, right? I have a buddy who built houses. He's building his own house. He's been waiting on his windows for six months and he's just That's hoping right. that they come in right. And having That's accurate right. measurements is so important because you could be six months out, a year out if they come in just just barely off. That's exactly right. And so, I, and I'm thinking that's such a, a huge value to you because y'all have tested your product and y'all can provide accurate measurements, right? That's right. Yeah. We work with um, an engineering firm called Peg uh, to do a study on our measurements. And, you know, I think we, we feel like we're sort of industry leaders in measurement accuracy for elevation and roofs right now. Right. That's what and they were finding as well. Haig is kind of the gold standard for yeah. verifying yeah all engineering stuff. Uh, certified, yeah. Little, little shout out to Susan Freeman there. Anyway, Ben, so you're a product manager. How do you fit into this equation that Matt has laid out for us? Myself and my teams are responsible for building it, executing it, and delivering it to the market. It's a pretty big job. So you do the heavy lifting. <laughs> Matt, Matt's sitting at Casa Arenda having a, some prime rib. <laughs> And Wouldn't it be cool late. if we did X and then Ben has to go out there and with his team and do it. There's a lot of people involved, but yeah, something like that. <laughs> so tell us, Ben, how has the product changed, you know, in the past two years? What are you working on? I assume once the, the math is in the product, you, you have the measurements, but yet you still have a, a big team. What are y'all working on? What are you doing? How are you improving? Yeah. Yeah. So the last time Hover was on was with AJ a couple of years ago, and he had talked about all of the things that we were doing in the claim space in terms of how do we impact carriers' objectives 
we're still focused on those same ob objectives, but we have more proof points over the last few years and we have new features on top of that. So there's kind of like three big things in the claim space. One is the ability to use hover to improve your efficiency, specifically to reduce your cycle times, right? And we've had quite a bit more proof points now over the past few years. Um, you know, top 10 carrier was averaging cycle time somewhere between three and four days before using hover. And now their average cycle times with hover is seven hours and 14 minutes under a day. Wow. Big That's improvement. remarkable. Huge. One of our core, you know, competencies or our core functionality of our product is the speed in which we turn around our measurements. You know, because we have somebody in the loop, somebody's going on site to take photos with Hover, how fast we can turn that around is very important to our workflows, to our carriers. And really interestingly, you know, for the past few years, especially during the pandemic, we've invested quite a bit in this because we've seen a big increase in volume for our business. And we've actually have data that shows that we're improving that turnaround time by 60% year over year over the past three years. So we're greatly reducing the time that it takes to get that hover measurement back. However, you need the measurements, whether yeah. it's a PDF file, integration partners, photos, etc. That's absolutely amazing is what that is. You, you touch on integration. Let's take a minute and go down that road. That's a big um, one. So for us, Lee and I are claims guys. We've been in the claims industry for a long time. And, you know, when Hover came around a few years ago, brains exploded the first time we saw it, the first time we heard, you can do what? No, that's not possible. It was a wish. But indeed, it was true. And, and we were demoed on it and we even used it and still do today in our workflows for, for various carriers that we work for. But one of the, one of the big wishes was, Boy, wouldn't it be cool if this was integrated with Exact? Mm -hmm. um, and for those of you out there who aren't on the claim side here, Exact Exactimate is one of the two main major estimating platforms that carriers need and use every day in order to digest the data from from a hover, for example. So, talk about that journey to integration. I'll ask it from either of you or both and share some of that story with us. We see integrations as super important for the carrier claims workflow, right? And it's not only the exact Verisk integration and estimating system integration downstream from Hover, but also anything that we can do upstream. Like how can carriers create Hovers? How can carriers order a Hover in an automated fashion? I think the biggest purpose of integrations, at least in our industry, is reducing manual steps. And there's a lot of them. Um, so we mm -hmm. are very focused on integrating with as many partners as we can, quite frankly, both upstream from gathering measurements where we traditionally play um, and downstream. So, yeah, upstream, we're also looking at integrations for uh, and have existing integrations for claims management systems, assignment systems, so we can be hover can be ordered at FNOL or EFNOL even. Yeah. Um, so that's very interesting as well. But yeah, for the estimating system downstream, don't want to um, like exclude the partners that we already have out there. Right. So we are already connected with with Claims Connect from CoreLogic. 
but it's very exciting to be able to partner with the industry leader in terms of market share. And that's what the Veris partnership does for us. And that, um, and that so one's that a very announced. that one's yeah. a very hard one to integrate with. They say that they're open, but not very many people actually integrate with them. So was it was it difficult? Was it hard? We're building it right now. Um, it's okay. not difficult. It's going to be a, a really seamless process. We're just in the process of it right now, so it's actually set to release within the next few weeks. So looking at mid to end of April for for the first release. So we're excited about that. So what what is it? How will it work? Yeah. How how will these insurance professionals be able to, to to use this integration? Well, both of those things I was mentioning before in the broader concept of integrations, like upstream and downstream from gathering measurements, apply to our Verisk partnership. So upstream, like how do we order hovers? How does hover get triggered in the claims workflow process? That plays into our Verisk integration because hover can be ordered automatically through Exact Analysis XA, the assignment platform. Okay. Hover can also be ordered by clicking in the Xactimate interface and saying, hey, I, I want to order third-party data for, from Hover. Um, so that's how Hover can be ordered or triggered in the process. And then, of course, the standard um, Hover workflow happens where somebody goes on site, captures photos with the Hover app, and then afterwards, all of the Hover measurements, the, the 3D sketch and the photos show up in Xactimate. So, so can, it's kind of two pieces. Yeah. So, so with that, can I go on site as an adjuster, decide I need hover, and then send it back to an to an assignment, or does it have to be sent out before I get there? Nope, that'll work. That'll work as well. Good job. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> so, Matt, you were you've been the VP of growth at Hover, as well as your. Do you, are you still in that position? Yeah, I think for me, leading all things go to market, sort of how we. How we drive adoption of our product in the market with our customers is where my domain is now. So obviously, you've spent a lot of time with carriers and talking to carriers. These kind of integrations, is that something that you would hear over and over again? I mean, does, there, there has to be a lot of, um, you're getting a lot of feedback about that. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're really excited about this integration. Ben said that we've been talking with um, Mike and the team over there for a number of years now. And I think more than anything, timing just wasn't lining up in terms of taking on this type of effort. We're a mid-sized company growing fast with a lot of priorities and they're a large company growing fast with a lot of priorities. And I think we're just really glad that we were able to bring this now to the customer and provide the better experience. But it's interesting is, you know, for me, a little bit newer on, uh, to the space on the property insurance side, learning the challenges they face in their organization. I think there's, you know, claims leadership that has a vision for where they want to go and how they want to provide a great experience to the homeowner so that they can keep them through a challenging time sort of with their house and get them back up in a good place and then keep them as a, as a customer. And then you have the people in the field who are doing the work and it's a hard job. Yeah. And I think, you know, going out there and driving around in a major, you know, catastrophic storm happens or something like that and trying to get people back in a good place of their home, um, adding extra steps, taking measurements and putting them into a system manually isn't an ideal scenario, even if the data is you know, superior. And I think this integration really is unlocking not only that, but I think some of the other things that they're looking to do, like virtual claims, you know, because we're an app, we can actually do the capture from the homeowner and, and save a lot of time where someone doesn't actually have to go out of the house. They can do it from a, from a desk adjustment sort of mm -hmm. um, 
experience. So there's a lot of things I think this is going to open up for us in terms of innovation as well. And um, yeah, I think we're, we're really helping the people on the ground now that do this job day to day in a big way. Well, I, I think that's where it's at. I mean, I was an adjuster for 10 plus years in the field and I would have loved to have had this tool to help me go quicker and see more houses. But now I oversee desk units and having this at the very beginning, I mean, talk about straight through processing. Uh, maybe we don't, maybe we can't always do it, but if we can add a little bit of data at the beginning, I just, as you said, you can cut your cycle times down, you know, crazy, but then it, it's the supplement rate. If you can get accurate, accurate measurements, your supplements go way down. So the technology, the uh, technology you're bringing is, you know, to, to market is very, very important. And it, it is a game changer. Uh, and as Rob said at the beginning, I mean, you're a, a big world of insure tech. Whenever you think of insure tech, you think of hover with that. I, I wanted to say, you know, whenever I think of exterior measurements, I think of satellite imagery that's out there, but yet hover can, you know, hover gives this beautiful 3d image. It can be ground level. You can make sure you get the eaves and all that. I think of hover as like a name brand measurement application out there. Is there other competition out there in the space or is it, or is it just, just y'all? Well, I think that we have lots of comp competitors. If you think about it on, the, on the home improvement side, there's probably, when we look at the entire workflow from measurements to design to estimation, proposal, ordering, it's probably 20 plus competitors in the space. Okay. I think on the insurance side, we're, we're just getting started from a point of, really good, strong, structured 3D data and allowing homeowners to sort of generate that data as well, which opens up different workflows like, you know, desk adjusting. And I think now we're sort of moving into innovation there in the workflow to understand how we can help make the adjuster's life, life better. So I think if you look at that and even think about things there and like how they do their inspections and things like that, there's probably lots of companies that compete in that space. You know, you've been so the known knowns of the measurement space. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of tools that they can use also on the collection part and sketching and things like that, even, even before they get to Xactimate. So yeah, I think there's a lot of folks there that um, are doing individual things. I think for us, we're looking at it and we're saying to ourselves, we want to get 3D structured data of every property in the U.S. That's our sort of goal. And then the world, how do we build enough value in our... 3D data that we can generate that folks will continue to pull out their phone and do the capture for us. Yeah. So I don't know if that makes sense, but. So, so is that the goal to just, you've said it twice now to get all the data so that you can use it, but yet all the data changes, you know, people add on, they build sure. pergolas, they build these sort of things. So what, I guess, what's the plan to, to keep all that up to date? Is it getting people to pull the phones out and just take extra photos? Is it satellite imagery in, in the plan? No plans for satellite. I think okay. that you never know. There's a world where we could look at different ways to get sensors to grab information. But I think for us right now, we know that the everyone in the world is going to have one of these. They continue to get stronger, lighter, it's getting more advanced. It's going right. to get ex insanely accurate over the next 10 years. Oh, yeah. And, you know, if we, we believe if we force ourselves to focus on this, we're always going to be in a position to scale and win, right? There are other ways to get um, data, but it's sort of a forcing function for us to make sure our computer vision teams are sort of putting their investment efforts and in how do we get generate the, the best structured data from a mobile phone. Yeah. Ben, I want to ask you a question about 
the influence of an integration on product. It, I would think that, you know, your organization comes to you and says, hey, great news. We're going to integrate with this whatever, like in the case of Exact, with this estimating platform. That has to have a big impact on you and how you think about the product and opportunities, nuances, et cetera. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And it does. You're right. It it um, immediately causes us to think, okay, we know where we fit in carriers' workflows today. Now you're telling us we have a partnership opportunity for a new integration. Does that change where we fit in the workflow? Does it highlight certain features that we have or that we could build to make you know, hover a little bit more appealing in the workflow. And I think that came up or is coming up now with, with the Verisk integration and the fact that we'll be able to send all of the photos captured through the Hover app over into Xactimate for documentation purposes. Then to Matt's point, it's not just measurements we're providing. It's also photo documentation, damage photos, scoping inf- uh, notes, etc. And so we've recently been working on a photo markup, photo annotation feature within our app, and that would come into play with something like this. So if an adjuster's on site, they take the traditional photos around the house of the faces and corners with Hover, and then they can go into the damage photo section of the Hover Claims app, and they can mark that up, and they can add notes, and all of that information would then come over into Xactimate. So it's little things like that. How can we add value to the existing base hover functionality that's only going to be amplified with an integration like this. And then I would think that once it gets into the hands of the users, right, the everyday people, that there would be feedback there as well. It'd be seeing, you know, it does this, but it would be really cool. It'd be Mm -hmm. very helpful if it did that. Certainly. Does that occur? Policyholders capturing. Yeah, we get feedback all the time. Uh Uh-huh. Just because it's obligatory anymore. Now that maybe we're kind of edging our way out of the pandemic, the pandemic had a big influence on on your company, yes? Can you talk a little bit about that uh, now that we're, I don't know if it's in the rearview mirror, but maybe- On this side? Yeah. In Texas, it's in the rearview mirror. In Texas, it's it that is. way. That's what we were told. <laughs> I'll give my quick thoughts from the insurance space, and then Matt can speak to it at a higher level, but within insurance, yeah, I mean, it certainly affected us Mm -hmm. in the fact that we've had more carriers open to the virtual adjusting workflow now and involving policyholders earlier on um, in the the claims process. So like I was saying before at FNOL, those integrations that we have with a few FNOL systems, uh, two of the top 10 carriers are now utilizing that with us. And that only happened since pandemic. Um, so that's really exciting for us because as soon as we move further upstream in the the typical claims workflow, that just means more hovers are out there to be captured. Then we can add, you know, more three D structured data to our data set. So yeah, certainly very impactful. And when you say it's an FNOL, so the the FNOL operator says to the insured, "Hey, can you take a hover?" and and then. And sends them a link and that, that leads them down the road. Yeah, that, that's certainly one case. And we would call that a warm introduction to Hover. We also have the case where it's like a bulk send, a, a little bit colder of an introduction, where it's more of an EFNOL process where somebody's going online to a website, filling out a web form saying, you know, this is my claim event that had happened to my property. 
that automatically, because of integrations, that automatically triggers a hover direct to the policyholder. And they'll receive a text and email from hover, then they go through the process. And what kind of uptake are you getting when that happens? It's variable, primarily because of, of what I was just talking about, the warm versus cold sure. introduction to hover. But yeah, for the claims use case, inviting policyholders, we generally see 60 to 70% uptake. Wow. On the wow, very initial invite. And I think those kinds of percentages ha have been a big a big surprise to to many carriers is is how willing and cooperative the claimants have been, the insureds have been in general about about being helpful, right? About getting their phone and taking some pictures and doing yeah. and, and getting involved in the claim has been a boom for m many of the carriers. Agreed. They're not seeing that it's a burden to the policyholder at all, right? They're, they're seeing that policyholders actually enjoy it, and they're seeing improved NPS and CSAT scores as a result. And I think in some of the feedback we're getting from policyholders, to your point earlier, Rob, you know, collecting feedback from policyholders who use Hover, this is where we see some of that information come to light. They're like, okay, I'll do what I can for, for a claims process to move it along. It's, it's a sense of self-determination, like I can take care of this problem myself and I know it's only going to take 10 minutes. I will, mm -hmm. I'll do anything to get my claim moving along in the process. You know, I don't have to worry mm -hmm. about emailing back and forth mm -hmm. or calling to schedule to get to somebody on site because my carrier works with Hover. I have this option. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point that we've learned through this about the psychology of a homeowner whose house has you know, been damaged or any property owner. Sort of, you feel helpless Right. You're kind of waiting for someone to come out and, and spend time with you. On the other end of it, you have these folks that, you know, really want to do the right thing for those people and do it as fast as possible. But you know that sometimes there are events that happen that make it hard to go see people quickly. And even even when uh, there isn't a strain on the, the capacity of the, the inspectors or adjusters to go out and spend time with the homeowner to, to understand what happened to their house, just having control in the process. So. We're seeing some 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 folks have really dialed in are in the upwards of eighty percent. That's sort of the we call it hover connect sort of conversion rate there, where the homeowners are going out and capturing the the property, um, and getting the data and some of the understanding of the damage that's been done to it, um, so that people can start that that claims process a lot faster. And what's in it for them? I, I think there's there's a level of control which eases their anxiety and being a part of the process, but also some of the carriers are are sort of saying this is going to be a faster turnaround for you to get. Uh, resolution here, right? And that's uh, yeah, exactly. That's a huge sort of we call it the with them. What's in it for them? What's in it for yeah. me? It's a it's a big deal for them. Right? Yeah, sure. So, sure. If you if you tell me I'm going to cut days off of this process if I go walk around my house with my phone, sign me up. Right. I'll pull it out and take the photos. And most people, I I think that this is one of the things that carriers underestimated is how comfortable people are with these things, right? In yeah. fact, there's probably nothing that we hold on to in a day more than this. And so to say, can you do something with your phone? I mean, they're already on it talking to them or, yeah. you know, involved in them or reading right from their phone. So, um, yeah, it, 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 it's not a big leap. Yeah. I mean, they, they file their, their claim on their phone. It's just right there. Can a homeowner, after they do that, they'll have access, I imagine, to the 3D to the, to the 3D image where they could see it, can they actually 
give that 3D image or, or show the the contractor the image, and then the contractor take it from there and and order the the materials to to repair the damage. Yes, unless there's some sort of situation with the carrier where that's not the way they want the, the experience to go. But for the most part, they'll have access to the the 3D. We find that also is like kind of a nice thing to get in the process. You're like, whoa, what is this? It's pretty cool. Interactive 3D model of my house. I can actually play with things yeah, here. And spin then, it around. And- yeah. Our hope is that we kind of continue to push more transparency and communication in this process between even the the insurer and the, the contractor and the homeowner. And contractor can show up. They can sort of work off that same set of data yeah. to help the homeowner see not only what the repairs could look like, but sometimes they go beyond that, right? We see a lot of times homeowners like, yeah, you know what? I need to like upgrade my siding anyways. Let's go with some James Hardy here. And right. um, now they can actually see what that could look like. And the contractor can start from there and sort of show them, you know, above and beyond what was given to them for the claim, uh, what something else could look like on their home. What about the uh, contractors themselves? Are there a lot of disagreements when the contractors obtain the hovers or, or have we found that they accept it? Generally, they know that we're the most accurate. There are certain areas that, whether it be um, other measurement providers or just the way the industry works around waste factor, yeah, that has come up, right? Um, and those, I think we look at those are sort of like, there's a source of truth, which is our measurements. They're the most accurate. Mm-hmm. We know that. It's been tested time and again. But then there's sort of industry things and in how we do estimates. And sometimes we get into the, well, you know, this measurement company looks at it this way and that's the way I've sort of built my process. Or, um, when we talk to the carriers, this is how they want to look at it. And I think, you know, we're clear with people on how we're going to do our measurements and, and, and how accurate they are. And if they want to do things in a different way in terms of how they estimate that's sort of on that. I want to talk a little bit about, about the company. I saw that in your last, um, in your last funding round, <laughs> you guys, it was it was led by carriers, right? Mm-hmm. I mean that, and and as far as I understand, it's been a while since since you guys have had to, um, you know, go to market for funding. I assume that's uh, because of the success that you guys have been enjoying, and I'm thrilled for you. But State Farm, Travelers, Nationwide, Guidewire, all all involved. Is that? something that that is a a positive helpful thing i mean those are great names who obviously would have an interest in your product can you talk at all about that we first off are incredibly grateful for their participation in the last round i think for us we were we were starting to see really strong signal in the insurance space and we felt like there's a lot of innovation that we could bring with our technology being on an app, the, the the accuracy of our measurements, the completeness of our measurements. And we wanted to partner with some of them in a way that would help us push that innovation forward. So part of the strategy was obviously to raise capital to build and innovate. And part of it was to get close with some of the industry leaders to help us understand, you know, what they needed and the problems they want us to help them solve. So yeah, we're, we're really excited about that and the direction we're headed. And I think it's really helped us even accelerate our roadmap and some of these things like the integrations you're seeing now, um, you know, we believe as a result of us partnering with them in this way. I don't know, Ben, you have anything to add? 
Um, yeah, I mean, the insurance industry as a whole is has always been uh, really excited and behind Hover, uh, like you were saying, Rob, early on in in the show. It's been you know five years now since we've really had a vetted product in the insurance space with our claims product, and so the fact that we're getting more and more interest, we're being used in more workflows to some of the points earlier about enabling like virtual adjusting. I think that just gets carriers more and more excited because they see the potential of Hover and how it can help their business in more ways than just being a measurements provider. Matt, I can't let you go today without taking a couple of minutes to talk about your background. You were at Pinterest, which yeah. is for a long time, which is super interesting. Pretty and, cool. And um, I bet, can you just share quickly, what was it like being at Pinterest through through those years and I mean, and then where it is today. Yeah, it was a really great experience for me. So I was in, I was in the military prior to that, got out, was trying to figure out where I want to be. And startup world seemed pretty interesting and um, felt like there'd be a lot of application of like military, small team leadership. I was in spec ops and just thought I could, I could really apply that at a fast growing company. And the company was only probably about... I don't know, 80 people when I joined, they, they weren't making money yet. They were just building an app that, you know, help people discover things on the internet. And, uh, I sort of helped them build out monetization and it was, um, a really, really fun and interesting experience. You know, I think they were trying to solve a very unique problem on the web, right? When you know what you're looking for, you go, go to Google, but when you don't really know, and you're looking for ideas, you go to Pinterest, right? And yeah. Yeah. We, we, they were doing lots of searches there and the searches were like bedroom. You know, not like a specific thing in your bedroom. People just want to see bedrooms. Uh-huh. Um, but rode that from 80 people to around 2,000, worked in operations, product, sales side. They, they sold, we sold to the major, you know, businesses that were doing advertising um, and facing this sort of Google and, and Meta duopoly, if you will. But right. a, lot, a lot of really great experience. And I think they have a great culture there that, um, you know, was hard to leave, but coming to Hover has been, you know, highlighted my career. And I think what we're building here is really special and has the potential to change the way people interact with their property, uh, with multiple different stakeholders, um, in a, in a meaningful way that changes the world. But it really gave you, it must've given you sensitivity to the whole homeowner, home yes. improvement yes. world, right? That's right. I mean, I can't get my wife off of Pinterest, generally speaking. That's so, right. Because all things home. It is. Yeah. yeah. And they, they had a huge boom in their business when the pandemic kicked off. Because so many people were like, all right, time to go do something in my home now. I'm sitting here all day. Um, and I think it was really good for the entire industry. But that was a, that was an area for me. I mean, my literally through my career has been an interest in real estate and property. And um, I really saw the power of discovery there. The power of possibilities when you're looking at things for your home. And I think that... That is what connected the, the future vision of Hover for me so strongly is that you know, we want you to take a, you know, your home in 3D and, and visualize things on it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's a world where what you know, Squarespace has done for websites and design, I think we could potentially do for homeowners looking and exploring designs on their home, right? Oh, it's at a second level. Let's look at yeah. what this you know, vegetation could look like in my yeah. house. And I see that, that down the road for this company. One thing that you share in common with AJ, your CEO, is that you spent time in the service. Mm-hmm. Um, you were you were a SEAL, is that correct? That's right. Yeah, I was a Navy so, SEAL. 
so I'll, I'll ask you the question that everybody asks you as if it's easy to answer. Oh, how cool. What was it like being a seal? Uh, that's, that's a, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, In the 20 seconds that we have left. (laughs) (laughs) It was one of the most incredible experiences of my life, not just through, yeah, it's fun to jump out of planes and do diving stuff and, you know, climb mountains that, that is all interesting, but um, you meet some amazing people and you forge some incredible bonds and you really learn how to be a part of a high performing team. And uh, I think, you know, I was ready to move on with my life and, you know, leave a pretty dangerous job and sort of take on new challenges outside of the Navy. But what I've been chasing since then is um, the teams and uh, that they actually, uh, they call themselves the teams. Um, And I think the bonds you build there and what you go through. And I've, I've, I've seen this in the startup space now um, in these tech companies where you are building something really big and hard and it's really challenging and you can get close to those experiences where you come out of it and you look around and you're like, wow, we've, we've really forged a special relationship here and um, been a part of something really special. So I think for me, if I were to summarize that entire experience, it was just about the bonds you built with, with the team you were on and the things you were able to accomplish together and what that gave me in terms of my internal leadership style and approach to building teams moving forward. And do you find that culturally, Ben, do you, do you, can you relate to what he's saying culturally at Hover? Oh, absolutely. It's the highest performing team I've been a part of. I'm not just saying that. It, it's definitely a different attitude. I could tell. I've been here for a year now, so I could tell day one, uh, different attitude, different approach to work. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Serious. Wonderful. That's, that, that's, I, I, I never thought about it before, but if I had to think of one word to apply, to give to, if somebody said to me, pick one word to describe AJ Altman, I, I, I'd, yeah, I'd say serious. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree with that. He's a serious guy. He's passionate about what he's doing. That's awesome. That's, it's that is, I think. completely shows. And if anyone's wondering where the proof of concept is, is that just go Google hover and, mm-hmm. um, and you'll pretty much find it. <laughs> and, uh, I think with that, we'll, uh, we'll call this one a day. Thank you both so much. What a real pleasure to have. Really was. Uh, Thank you. Two important contributors at the company with us again. Needless to say, like I said at the top, you guys are synonymous with what InsureTech can be. And uh, thanks for making the time to be with us. Really appreciate that. Thank you all so much. Thank you. So we interview lots and lots of different people from lots and lots of different companies. Yeah. And in fact, we've gotten to interview people from super successful companies. Right. But Hover's like at the top of that pyramid. Yeah. Especially in our in our world we talk to. Yeah. We're not taking their word for it. No, you, I see Hover you come see it across every day. daily. Daily you're seeing emails from Hover, you know, using Hover, you know, different companies starting with Hover. They are very successful. And our own customers using Hover. Right. They are a really neat company. And we've been fortunate to have three different episodes with people from Hover. And each one you end and you're like, wow, those those, <laughs> those people are top notch. Yeah. That's a that's a top notch company. Uh-huh. It's a top notch company with a top notch product and a top notch commitment and to what team. they're doing. And a team, top notch team. Top notch team. And, you know, 
frequently we hear VCs say to us, you know, what when we ask them, you know, what's the most important thing you look for when you make an investment? And the first thing out of their mouth is team. Right. And and this is one of those uh, rare special groups yeah. who uh, are changing our business. And, and, and I mean, we didn't even really talk much at all today about home improvement. No, but, oh but my it, it's a whole nother, I mean, oh it's a whole gosh. nother thing. So we thank Justin Hancher. Shout out to you, Justin, yeah. for corralling these two uh, unsuspecting guys to be with us today. We thank, thank you, Matt and Ben, for being with us. Thank you, Alicia Moss, for making this happen once again. And thank you for being with us. And until next time, we'll say... Bye, everybody. <laughs>